What is up, party people, bantermites, whatever you want to call yourselves? Uh, maybe if you're below the age of 20, you are a quarantine right now. But regardless, we are so happy to be here with you. Um, Perry and I are not dying in quarantine. We are, in fact, well, we're not thriving either, but we're there. And today, we have stooped to the level of going through movie scores, and boy, are we excited to share it with you. So put your seatbelt on, buckle in, and we'll see you on the other side of the intro. What's up, people? Happy to be back. Episode 31. 31. This one was an easy pick for who's going to represent episode 31, for yes, me at least. Please tell us about it. Oh, it's the late, great, except for he's not dead. He's not dead. Reggie <laughs> Miller. We're, <laughs> we're Indiana boys, so... Yeah, I mean, he, former career leader of three-point field goals made... He's going to finish so far behind Steph Curry when he's done, though. But, hey, it doesn't matter. It's, he was... He did it once. He was ahead. He was in first ahead. once. For a long time. And for a while, people thought that might never be caught. That rhymed. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's a legend. The the 8.8 seconds. That was so cool. The famous guy who who gave the choke sign to Spike Lee. I love anyone throwing anything at Spike Lee. The only man who has ever, who who's retiring has made me cry to this point in my life. Really? 2005. I was sitting in front of my... TV watching his last game at our old house. Dang. You know, one of the one of the girls that I'm a TA with, I guess whenever she was little, she was obsessed with Reggie Miller. Really? And so on her birthday one day, she wrote him a letter. Wow. Hoping he would write her back, but he did not. <laughs> Out of all of Reggie Miller's seasons, this is crazy. Uh he played from age twenty two to age thirty nine, nineteen eighty seven to two thousand five. He never averaged less than ten points. Wow, I didn't know he started in 87. I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's that he old, the, man. Did he play for the Pacers the whole time? Whole time. Whole wow. time. He is an Indiana legend. That's pretty neat. That is right pretty there. neat. That doesn't happen It anymore. does not. It does not. I yeah, mean, I like, even Tom Brady left. <laughs> it's true. I mean, even I left as a Pacers fan after Reggie left. Yeah. <laughs> after Reggie left the Pacers in 05, I... Uh, I guess that's when CP came in, though, right? That, right. That's when I was, like, becoming a really big basketball fan. Uh, I was just getting old enough to really appreciate it. And the Pacers were really boring at that point. After mm-hmm. Reggie was gone, they were bad and boring for a few years. And, you know, I saw CP3... I was I was a point guard on my youth team. So I'm watching him. I'm like, man, I'm gonna model my game after this guy. And then I just started uh, started watching the Hornets and became a huge Hornets fan. And then when he went to the Clippers, I was a huge Clippers fan. You were a huge Clippers fan. But when he went to the Rockets and the Pacers were, you know, making on the moves, upswing. I'm like, you know, following one player around is is in, unsustainable and I want to go back to my hometown team. So I still like CP three, but I'm a Pacers fan for life. True. We love that. And we love that. We're here for that. We are here for that here today. All right. Wes, uh, what you been watching lately? You've had a lot of time. What you been watching? No. I'm dude. So much of the golden girls, <laughs> the golden girls. Why golden girls? 
Oh, it's just hysterical. I don't know what it is. I think what I've noticed, I think some of the funniest com like comedy is just straight up sarcasm. And that's what almost all their one-liners are. And it's like extreme sarcasm. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's like almost unnecessary at times. So like one of the women will say, like they'll be in the kitchen and they'll be like, Oh, so-and-so are you cooking? And they'll be like, no, I'm getting ready to mount a dinosaur and ride to Africa. Like it's just really dumb sarcasm. That's super extra. And <laughs> I just find it hysterical. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Sounds right up your alley. But it's also, it's also just really good background noise for like when I'm doing my homework because you know, e-learning. Mm, true. But, so I've yeah. been doing a lot of that. That's I've been fun. watching the clone wars. Um, still, I taking so, you a while. The Clone Wars, I started, I, I binged a lot really fast. Like, okay. I did seasons, like, three through five in, like, a week and a half. Hmm. And, but then at the end of five, it actually got really, really good. And so now I have to actually pay attention. So I'm only devoting, like, special time to watching it. Gotcha. Yeah. My brother's almost done, I think. He's been watching the, watching it all it's, spring. It's solid. So I am, I got to check my letterbox here because... I think the last time we recorded, uh, we were, I had been watching, I'd been binging sports movies. Mm-hmm. I think I had talked about the land before time. I'm looking at yep, my letterbox, definitely. To see which movies that I've watched recently. I think one that I watched like the next day, I watched waking sleeping beauty, which is a really neat documentary on Disney animation when, and they're kind of like rise from the dark ages. Okay. It basically from 84 to 94. It, it focuses gotcha. on this ragtag group of animators that brought a struggling Disney animation studio that was really only making movies because they felt like they had to. Like they felt uh, like they would be disgracing Walt if they stopped making animated movies at Disney Animation. So at one point, I think in the, in the documentary, they're interviewing Eisner, Michael Eisner, and asking like, are you going to ever be able to f- afford making these movies? And he's like, short answer. No, we're never going <laughs> to like, these are, we're going to lose money. Like we're not making money on these movies, but we have to do it for Walt, you know? Wow. And, and it's about like, a, you know, it goes right into, it starts right with uh, the black cauldron, the biggest blunder probably of Disney history. I thought you liked it. I didn't like it. No, but I, oh. but I did appreciate the risk and, the uh, ingenuity they tried to do with it it's very very anti like it's not what you would expect a disney movie to look like so i took uh like i really appreciated them trying to be different trying to take different routes with it and it came out before lord of the rings movies so uh it definitely takes some of the lord of the rings stuff like from the books when did the books come out i don't remember well was it before 85 I feel like it. Yeah, probably. It wasn't like he's like Tolkien was like C.S. Lewis era. So okay, they were friends. Gotcha. Well, it, it's got some very Lord of the Ringsy elements, and the movies you feel like kind of take some of that. You know, like really? the character that's kind of very similar to like a Gollum, and just the fantasy Ugh. elements in it. Gollum uh, is like my least favorite. Well, he's a lot more ever. cutesy and fun than Gollum, but he definitely has like the way he talks. Is just like Gollum, and I don't know if the books portray how the books portray Gollum's speech, but I'm assuming the movies took a little bit from how the Black Cauldron portrays one of the characters to put in Gollum. That's my assumption. So it wasn't a total fail, but it starts with the Black Cauldron, and then it goes uh, like it was a total fail financially, 
and then it goes from that like what are we going to do how are we going to make these movies what kind of money can we put into them and then all of a sudden you know they get they start making some improvements you know the the great mouse detective was a huge win mm-hmm. uh, for the studio because it was cheap but it made money and then after that was like uh, who framed Roger Rabbit did really well, and then after that is Little Mermaid. So, really cool documentary about about that team that basically brought Dope. animation back. And then after that, uh, I watched all three Back to the Future movies this week. So that was oh fun. really yeah, had a good time with that. I watched Captain America: Civil War yesterday. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. I, That's... I probably gonna watch Endgame tonight. Honestly, mm. why would you just skip in Infinity War? Because I'd have to log on to a different streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Is that not on? No, uh, it's not on Disney Plus until like June 25th. Oh, uh, rip. Because it's a licensing with Netflix is still there. You don't have Netflix? So, I mean, I do. I mean, it's not mine, but I have mm. it. I see. I, I actually have access to two people's Netflix. Fun fact. Wow, <laughs> so popular. In terms of TV, Wes, I think I maybe last week I had finished Gravity Falls, I think, by the time we talked. Uh, I think you told me, yeah. I think I mentioned that. So I was like, for like three or four days, I was like, what am I going to watch now? Watch a few episodes of Tangled the Series. I don't know if it's my thing. We'll see. I don't know. I may get back. Isn't the that. animation different? It's very different. It's not bad. It's only, it's a little bit of shading away from being like very similar to Klaus, which Klaus's animation mm-hmm. is really good. It's not quite to that level of detail, but it's not awful. But I then got into, I like started giving DuckTales, the new DuckTales, a shot. And it's actually really funny. Oh. So I may, I may get into that and watch that. Uh, I know the new season is, is coming out. So Is that why you texted me that Standout was in an episode? Yes. But I haven't seen that episode yet. I just saw that on the line. I haven't seen that uh, episode. Okay. It's from the okay. new season, I think. I'm only like seven episodes in. So what you're saying is if there's a soundtrack for that season on Spotify... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we'll have I, I, I think. I think it's just like in the car while people are driving, and it's standing uh, out in the background. Is what it sounds it's so like. So good. So, but yeah. So that's that's what we've been watching lately. Yeah, we're not that interesting. Nah, you still we're, here? We're trying. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. Hey. Uh, so, what are we doing today, Wes? You want to explain, or should I? Uh, I mean, I can start to explain. You can tell me if I do it wrong. Deal. All right, so today, it's a top 10. Are we shocked? No. That's what we do. That's kind of what we do. But it's a little, it's a different thing. It's underrated movie scores. Now, Perry, would you like to tell everyone what it means to be underrated after you take a drink of whatever you're drinking? Mm. Not body armor. (laughs) It's water this time. Still sponsor us, though. (laughs) Water, sponsor us. Sponsored by (laughs) H2O. You need it to live. All right, um... Yeah, so we put in a poll a little while ago of like what topics you guys want to see next. And we did like sports movies. We did Pixar draft. There was one other one I forget. Oh, it was the Marvel. Who wants to be a Marvel there? Mm-hmm. And then this one I threw in um, because I had thought of this, but we haven't really, we hadn't really talked about it real much. And it at all. won. And this won, or at least tied to for winning the the poll. So assuming people are very interested in seeing uh, uh, and hearing us talk about what we think are some underrated, underappreciated movie scores. Mm-hmm. So that means ones that basically aren't one like big time award winning ones that everybody so, talks about, such as so Star Wars. No, no Star Wars. No How to Train Your Dragon, because we talk about that a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. John Powell. And No Lord of the Rings. 
No pirates because Hans Zimmer, Klaus Baldelt's uh, soundtracks are amazing. Everybody knows that. No Dark Knight because those soundtracks are Hans Zimmer amazing. Um, no Titanic. That one was kind of a, a question mark. Like, but I feel like that one won James Horner's soundtrack score uh, for that one, I think. Um, and it's also kind of a classic. No Jurassic Park. That one's an right. obvious one. And no Harry Potter. Is there any others I should be including in that? I did not include any James Bond. Okay. Just be I didn't know I didn't know if that was a rule or not, but just because it's you know James Bond is so prolific, mm. I did not use I also Bond. thought of like Mission Impossible, uh, because that theme is so iconic. Everybody knows the theme. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the theme is really the only thing I can remember of the scores right. anyway. So I didn't I didn't put that as something that like we can't include, but I personally didn't include it. Cool so yeah, we basically just scoured movie scores that we had, like of movies we've seen and appreciate the score of, and tried to decide which ones we think need some love. Did you start to notice like a lot of commonalities between the composers, as if oh, many I of them were the yes. same person? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, there's probably like ten big time composers that compose these big time. Are there just like tracks. not that many composers, or are these? people just like that much better than the well, rest. Well, most of the movies I picked are like high budget movies that are going to theaters. Same. So there's only, you know, I don't know how many composers are actually making big budget movies right now. It's more than 10, but I think the, the there's probably only 10 to 15 that you're actually willing to pay a bunch of yes, money yeah. to do the score. If you're wanting a really prominent score in your movies. What a cool and job. It is a really cool job. If you're good at it, probably really stressful because they're working on a bunch of projects at once. I guess, but like, It'd be so cool. Like, someone walks up to you, excuse me, I need you to make a soundtrack about a space war. <laughs> yeah. With people yeah. with light swords and laser guns. Please <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> so, one thing we're going to do to make this a little more fun, a little twist, uh, make this into a little guessing game. And so, uh, we're doing this, this episode on Zoom, which uh, I don't think the, the sound quality is quite as good. As so I've heard sorry. the last couple episodes, as some of the other um, things we've been using, but we can share our audio to each other. So we're going to be before we reveal each of our picks, we're going to play a little clip of the audio mm-hmm. from YouTube, so the other one can hear the score and then see if they can guess. And so the win, who, whoever guesses the most out of ten, is going to win something. What are they going to win? I have no idea. I haven't thought about this. We got to put some stakes on it. I feel like we usually wager Chick Fil A. Do we usually wager Chick Fil A? Yeah, but neither of us ever wins. That's the problem. Oh, uh, with the drafts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's valid. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next time either of us sees each other, the loser buys Chick Fil A. Cool. Deal. Deal. All right. So I would say there's the stakes are high, but it's more like the chicken sandwiches are high. The cutlets. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So. Wes, who's going first? I'm thinking of a number that is either one or two, and if you guess it right, you're going first. Two. Actually, wait, I hadn't thought of it yet. Hold on. Oh, I'm, wait. Let's make a... Okay, I'm thinking okay. of a number that's either four or five, just so, <laughs> And what is it? Four. Yes, it is four. You go first. Okay, I go first. Okay. So here's me attempting to share things. All right, Perry Wilson, are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, my God.
Wow. You think I've, have I seen this movie? You think? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Man, this is very, it's a very, uh, sounds like kind of a thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, is it's it a rival? Fun. It is not. Okay. That was my guess. You want to, do you want a hint? Are we doing hints? I don't know. Well, probably not. Well, I don't know. I feel like a hint will be fun. Okay, sure. Give me a hint. We'll do we'll do one hint per per pick. Does that sound? Okay, if you don't okay, get a first sure, try, one hint. Sure, okay, sure. my hint. Um, my hint is a drunk man. A drunk man. Pirates of the Caribbean five. No. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the Hunger Games. Oh, okay. Oh, and your drunk man is Hamish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Hunger Games came out in 2012. Uh, the score is by James Newton Howard, and I just played you Booby Trap. So obviously, whenever Katniss tripped a Booby Trap. Mm, okay. Um, James Newton I, Howard. I've got some him on my list. I thought of it just because the movie. I actually really liked the first one. I really liked the first one, to be honest. Nice. Um, and I was like, you know, I don't know if I've ever actually paid attention to the soundtrack before, but it's got to be cool because she's running for her life in the middle of the woods for two hours. Yeah. And then I played some stuff and I was like, yeah, this is solid. Let's give it some credit. So that's my number 10, the hunger games, the hunger games, man. My sister hates most things, but she loves the hunger Hunger games. Games. I don't know. Like it's like every year around her birthday, she's like, dad, watch all of the hunger games movies with me. So that's something they do. My dad and my little sister, they just watch the hunger games. Like pretty much all the way through every year around this time. I think they just finished. I have not seen the last one. Okay. But I need to. So I've seen them all. I don't, I haven't watched them. I think I've seen the first one maybe three times and the second one Mm -hmm. a couple times. And then the third and the fourth, probably once each. I like them. Uh, I think they're not bad. The third one is very different, but I still, I still liked it. Mm -hmm. The third one is way more of like a thriller than like just more honestly psychological warfare. Uh, it's not like a mind bender in that, but it's not as much like physical right. action. Like there's action mm-hmm. in, in one, two, and four. So good series. Yeah. yeah, they did a good job. Well done. Yeah, very much, very much so. James Newton Howard did a great score for that as well. Did. So good pick. I think that's the. I think that's the only time I have him. Yeah, it is the only time I have him. Okay, cool, cool. I've got a. I've got him on here a couple times. So actually, I've got him in my honorable mentions as well. Now that I oh, look wow. at that, so he's on there. All right. Wes, my number 10. I'm going to pull it up. Mm -hmm. All right. see what you got i don't i don't know but i loved it <laughs> i know isn't that awesome dude i love the violin and that was just i couldn't not smile the whole time because it sounded so good oh yeah that specific song is good. give me a hint give me a hint. all right your hint um your hint is hawkeye 
is it when uh, is that when Black Widow dies? Uh, decent guess. No, I was giving you a little deeper of a of a hint with Hawkeye referring oh, to it's just Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. Um, I didn't want to just say Jeremy Renner, so because I Dang thought it. that would just be a little, you know, th- it actually is a rival. Okay. So I guessed a rival for yours because I thought you know maybe it's kind of similar and maybe it was a different track from the same soundtrack. This is mm-hmm. titled. Um, this is like the theme, and it's called "On the Nature of Daylight." But, and it says it's by Max Richter, but the soundtrack itself, the score itself is it's by Johan. Johan Johansson. What a name. So, what and, a name. And I'll go ahead and spoil my, my 11th, my, my first song I would mention was also Johan Johansson. It was Prisoner's soundtrack. So I, I was debating which one of those to put number 10, and I went with Arrival because I like the movie a little it's bit so more. Good. So both great soundtracks, though. Yeah, very underrated score, must say. Yeah, that score, mm, with that violin I think that happen, there. I think that happens a lot to like movies that do really well. Like The scores can get lost. Yes, for sure. For sure. That one, though, I think is prominent. Like, But at the same time, it's such a th- psychological thriller that you're thinking so hard about what's going on and trying to focus. Like, You don't even mm-hmm. realize what the score is doing to you. Like, right. It is... That score is so important in the movie, but like, you do not leave the movie thinking yeah. about it. So it's very wild. ominous. It's very ominous. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And pick, it's Perry. probably probably one of Amy Adams' best performances. And I would say it's way up there. Yeah, and one of Jeremy Renner's less impressive performances. In I mean, opinion. I still I still like. I mean, we will never. He's very we, plain in that movie. There's he doesn't really do anything special. <laughs> but I feel like we also, Wind River. I, was, well, I think we also had seen Wind River Wind River very close to the same time though. Yeah, probably Wind River. He is so good in. Man. All right. You're number nine, Wes. So good. All right. My number nine. All right. Let me. I know this huh should i should i throw out a guess before you give me a hint yeah sure why not okay my guess uh without a hint is um road to el dorado no no that sounded kind of like the the incan thing and that actually has a really good soundtrack with elton john and uh true true so, all right yeah. ready for your hint yep the lion king really okay that's your hint my hint is the lion king it's not the Lion King. Uh, Correct. The Lion King. Why would he give me the hint of the Lion King for a score? I mean, it could be the Lion King 2. No, that's not that bad. Okay, wait, hold on. Uh, why would you give me a hint of the Lion King? <laughs> Donald Glover, Beyonce, uh 1994 <laughs> was when the Lion King came out. Am I overthinking this? A little um, bit. I mean, let me give you here. I'll give you a. That's kind of a. Might, might be a bit of a trashy hint. All uh, right. So the Lion King and water. Ah. Uh, 
Lion King and water. So is it the... I'm trying to think of movies that have the same plot as The Lion King now. <laughs> I don't know if that's where you're going with that. Um, how about... I, I don't know, honestly. I don't know. I was thinking like Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because I was thinking no. like water, like, and then he's got, he's like a king or something, or son of a king. He's the no. son of, son of, nope. uh, a guy. I don't know. All right. That's, that's it. I get it wrong. What is it? Uh, the good dinosaur. Wait, what? That's actually the good dinosaur? Yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> literally that was in my mind i was like i was like okay the plot of the of the lion king is a good dinosaur but that's not a good dinosaur i told myself that's not what that soundtrack was wow all right it was all right yes it was man i should have got that right with the with that hint not with the i did not know that that was the i thought it was a pretty good hint yeah that was a good hint the good dinosaur 2015 michael and jeff dana huh also michael is spelt m-y-c-h-a-e-l so that's a little interesting but I think I picked it as underrated because a lot of people trash the good dinosaur. Oh, everybody trashes the good dinosaur. I love the good dinosaur. I think it's adorable. Yeah. Man, I'm actually mad that I didn't just go ahead and say that when it came to my mind. Like, you know, I thought for sure after I said Lion King, you were going to snag that one. Uh huh. That's, that's the only movie that I always say like has the same plot as The Lion King. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Good hint. I should have just gone with my gut instead of thinking that I knew better than that. <laughs> probably, was, you're probably right. I was like, I was like, there's no way that one's a good dinosaur, man. All right. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that the soundtrack, I'm so busy just being in awe of the animation of that movie. Yeah, I know. I know that, that, uh, that I never noticed the soundtrack. That was cool. I know people are too busy looking at it and too busy hating on it. <laughs> yep. Like guys, I get that the plot is really nothing special, but just take a minute to appreciate how it looks how it looks um and the different techniques they're using that just like this is we're five years down the road and i don't know if i've ever seen a movie that looks definitely better than the good dinosaur right. you could say you could say some look as good maybe with like frozen 2 toy story 4 both look phenomenal mm -hmm. moana looked moana looked great and did water very well as well mm -hmm. but but we're yeah i don't know it's gonna be a while before i see a movie that's just like that is definitely better looking than the good dinosaur right so good pick thank you thank you all right this next one i've got i think you might guess all right dazzle me I get it wrong i'm gonna be so upset <laughs> okay okay first guess is it treasure planet it is treasure planet yes it is treasure planet it it. james newton howard score from treasure planet i thought about like just because some you know i, I talk about treasure planet all the time on this show mm -hmm, um, so i'm like so i was thinking like is does that make it one that i can't say is underappreciated well just appreciation for me does not say that does not mean it's not an underappreciated 
Correct. soundtrack. And so I figured I'd include it in here. There's a few in my honorable mentions that I was really dabbling, just like putting them in and taking out my animated picks. Um, right. But, but that's not fair. And Treasure Planet deserved to be on here. The rest of the score is great. There's a couple more tracks in that soundtrack, specifically of the score, that are very great and very prominent. I'd say when they're in the like black hole, there's some really great um, intensifying music that goes on there. Mm-hmm. And then also when, when Captain John uh, Silver, Long John Silver, is talking about how Jim is going to rattle the stars, you are. There's some really good uh, score work that makes that, that storytelling scene um, really great and just warms your heart. I think the theme is just straight dope too. Oh yeah. That was a little piece of the theme for sure. 12 years later is what that one was. Great, great piece of work. You remember me using 12 years later on the Disney quiz game? I do. I remembered that. Mm -hmm. I did remember that. That's why I picked this one. I was like, if I need to, if I need to sub in songs late, like when I'm editing, then I already have the clip downloaded. (laughs) (laughs) I see how it is. I see how it is. Also, John Resnick for the actual soundtrack, not just the score. uh, John Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls um, sang two great songs. One, I'm Still Here, which James drafted in our Disney song Mm -hmm. draft. And then one... um, is uh, at the end in the credits. I forget what it's called, but it's also very good. Sick. Cool beans. Cool, 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 beans. cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Yeah, I've oh. had that. I had that one stuck in my head for so long when I was putting these together. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's a very Perry thing to do. Yeah. All right. What are we on now? Number eight. Number eight for you, and you are beating me one to zero. One to zero. All right, here we go, Perry. Number eight. This to me sounds like Interstellar. It is not Interstellar. Ah. What's my, what's my hint? Uh, um, your hint. Gotta think of something good that won't give it away. <laughs> Ricky Bobby's lover. Well, his lover is Amy Adams, so it could be a rival which I've already done, and I think it probably is a rival, but I'm trying to think if there's any other options as well. Um, I'm going to go with a rival. Yes, it is okay. a rival. <laughs> so we got, we got two, <laughs> two picks for a rival. Nice. That's a good yeah, hint. Johan, thank you. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's the nocturnal beings or something. Nocturnal. I don't remember, but I think... Amy Adams is in a couple other thrillers that I was thinking of too, but I was like, yeah. eh, I think that sounds like a rival. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's what it is. Johan Johansson, that was non-zero sum game was the name mm. of that song. Okay. It's just so good. I also, dude, that, that, that soundtrack is pretty dark. It really is. The whole movie is pretty dark. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it in a long time. Maybe we need to do a rival for BMC. Maybe, just so everyone can 
people yeah i think we'd us. i think we'd have some people yeah that would definitely join us in with a rival so one so guy good. in particular that i can think of oh yeah i think that's a good idea maybe not this next one but maybe the one after we'll do there you go listen we'll up rival. you heard it here first so that's a good plan i like it it's approved by both of us as we both had a rival in so our good. top 10 of underrated soundtracks so there, now we're tied one to one now we are tied one to one hold on i have an ad going on oh, on my youtube don't. We don't love that. It's one of those 15 second ones too. Nobody likes those. Dude, I could really go for a cupcake right now. <laughs> nice. Don't know why, but I'm just saying. All right, ready, Wes? Born. Okay, so the fast pace makes it sound like a chase scene, and that high pitch thing makes it sound futuristic. Mm. So my noggin would lean towards something along the lines of Blade Runner or something else that's kind of like that. What's my hint? Oh, you're not guessing before the hint? All right. I mean, do you um, want me to guess before the hint? Well, it gives you two guesses, essentially. That's what we've been doing. Okay, fine. My first guess will be Blade Runner 2049. Okay, no, it is not Blade Runner 2049. Although that's a good guess, but I actually put most of this top ten together before uh, we watched Blade Runner 2049, and I didn't want ah. to kick any of my others off. <laughs> so I didn't include it. But uh, not a terrible guess. All right, your hint is The Dark Knight. Oh, my hint is the Dark Knight. Uh huh. But we already talked about how those are like not underappreciated. So that specifically isn't included. But that's your hint. Okay. So. So Dark Knight. So we got Christian Bale. Or Heath Ledger. Or just Batman. Or a superhero like Batman. Gosh, what else? Is, oh, um. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say. My guess is the prestige. Mm, solid guess. You were sort of on the right track. Dang it. Um, although you went actor. I did. I, I was thinking uh, director, even though, oh. even though it is the same, prestige is the same director. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking same director. Maybe, maybe you were. So I want Christopher Nolan and Hans Zimmer, the, the duo, and this is Dunkirk. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. This is the mole is the name of this piece of the score. Dunkirk, not my favorite of Christopher Nolan's work. Uh, it's a World War II film, but it is the soundtrack is really, really interesting. I don't know if I've talked to, about it on here before. Probably not, honestly, but it utilizes something called a, a shepherd's tone, I believe, okay. um, which is, can be heard in that, that like it's essentially a loop of, I, I mean, you'll have to look it up on YouTube. You'll be able to understand better, but it's a loop of sound, a rhythmic sound, um, set up in a way that makes you feel like that it the sound continues to speed up and amplify in volume but in reality it's just a loop and it is used to like make the film make the intense moments of the film seem like they're just continuous crescendo um getting more and more intense but really it's in reality it's just looping 
so it's kind of a psychological piece of of uh, score of composing um, that Hans Zimmer utilizes in Dunkirk. Uh, I don't really, I don't know how to explain it very well because I'm not like a music major or anything, but um, I remember noticing like that aspect of the score and then feeling mm-hmm. the need after the movie to look up like what it was and why and like what it, how it how it worked to make oh. the film seem more intense so really really good score by Hans Zimmer and shocker wouldn't be surprised if there's more Hans Zimmer on on both of our lists <laughs> is so most of Christopher Nolan stuff is like kind of brain twisty a little bit oh yeah was Dunkirk like that at all or was it just a like, little bit um it's 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 an intense World War II movie, but it is weird because there's not a single actor. Like I can't name, I can't give you the name of a single character in the movie. You oh. follow, you follow actors, you follow soldiers, but you don't really know who they are. You just know that you're following them. You don't yeah. know their names. They don't really talk a lot. Um, you're just following them. And you basically follow three different arcs. One of them is in the span of uh, three months or weeks i believe one of us one of them's the span of three days yeah i think it's like three weeks three days and three hours something like that so the arcs of three different groups so like you have like a some people on a boat i think people on a uh, like some plane fighters air force and then some soldiers on land and you follow each of their arcs and then eventually they they meet up in the same place like the three arcs all end up Mm -hmm. in the same the same battle at the end um interesting it's it's definitely psychological it's tougher for me to get like really invested in because you don't Mm. care that much about any given character um but it's really intense it's really interesting i have it on dvd oh okay maybe i'll watch it here we go I feel like I know this, but I'm struggling. It's that it's it's the little like tiny bits of like violin in the background. Okay. That are, that are making me feel like I know this. But it's somber. Mm-hmm. Almost like man. What is this? Have I seen this one? I don't know if you've seen this one. I feel like I've told you to watch it. Huh. I don't know. I need a hint. I don't have a guess. Okay, your hint is going to be prison. Prison. So it's not prisoners. We already talked about that, and that'd be too simple. Prison. Is it? Is it Green Mile? It is the Green Mile. All right. Wow, I'm impressed. Okay, I actually don't think I've seen the movie, but I've heard the score. So I had heard the... I listen to a uh, a playlist on Spotify sometimes called uh, called like epic movie soundtracks. And wow, I'm impressed. Yes, that was that was John Coffey on the mile. So like as he's like walking to be put on the chair. Okay. And it's by Thomas Newman. 
1999. Tom Hanks. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad. Tom Hanks. Definitely he, pees. Little, he pees in it, as you he said. He does pee in it. I told you, I told you Perry. <laughs> every time. <laughs> uh, fact, in fact, he pees multiple times in this movie. Man, it's almost like a two-hour and whatever-minute movie making making you pee or something. It's a gift. The <laughs> man All does right. not get stage fright. Well, I took the lead on that, I believe. You but, did. But this is only... That was your fourth one, right? And this is going to be my fourth one. So. Correct. So you can tie it up right here. I gotta stop there. I could keep going because I love that piece so much, but can't give you the whole thing. I think I definitely know it. <laughs> you definitely oh. have seen it too. It's definitely animated. Honestly, I would have also guessed Treasure Planet for this too. <laughs> <laughs> it's got kind of a similar vibe to it. I'm gonna say, okay, first guess before the hint is Road to El Dorado. No. No. So my hint, I'm debating what I'm going to do with my hint. Okay, here's my hint. So don't take this too literally. Okay. I'll I'll be your Huckleberry. Oh. Well, I know it's not Tombstone, which is where that line comes from. Mm-hmm. So the. I mean, so Val Kilmer says that. Oh, God. What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Oh. Maybe, Maybe you mean it's a Western. Oh, gosh, I have no idea. It's a movie we've seen. It's a movie we've seen. Do you mean like we've seen it together, or well, like that's all? That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, bro, I have no, I have no, no clue. Um, what have we seen? We've seen so many movies together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be your Huckleberry. Doc Holliday, Val Kilmer. You surely don't mean Top Gun. No, no, it's definitely not Top Gun. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. You got nothing? No guess? Three? I'll just say Top Gun. Okay. Uh, That's not where I was going. You were on the right track. I was referring to Western. Um, Okay. Dances with Wolves? No. We saw Magnificent Seven together. Oh, that was so long ago. (laughs) 2016 in theaters four years ago (laughs) james warner simon franklin um did this soundtrack together did a score together uh top gun is a phenomenal soundtrack but i also was kind of thinking of that as like that's not really an underrated one i was also thinking the same thing which is why i was confused 
Um, but yeah, Magnuson Seven has a great score. Uh, one of my favorite westerns, honestly, and I don't think people really give it the credit it deserves as a, as a really quality western. Denzel Washington. I was thinking about giving you a hint of like a Denzel movie and seeing if you'd relate it to that, but yeah. it seems seems like you forgot about Magnuson Seven altogether. I definitely um, did. Definitely did. <laughs> it's a remake of an older version of Magnuson Seven. I just think it's a really solid, really quality movie, and really you can't have a good western without a good western score. It's so uh, important. It's so, so important. I mean, I watched uh, Back to the Future 3 last night. Not the best, like, Western movie ever, because it's not, like, a pure Western since they're going back in time. But, you know, every Western needs a Western score. This one has a great one. James Horner and Simon Franklin. That was the theme, uh, the Magnificent Seven theme. All right. So I'm up two to one. All I remember from Magnificent Seven is how badly Big Beefy wanted us to go watch that. Yes, I also remember that. I thought about just saying, like, Big Beefy as the hint. <laughs> I would have got it if you would have said Big Beefy. Would you actually? <laughs> Probably. I, re- I remember he loved that movie. He was so excited for it. <laughs> I thought I definitely thought it was animated for a second. Yeah, I was interested when you said definitely animated. I was like, what could he be thinking of? I mean, it sounded animated, honestly. Yeah. All right, Perry, here we go. This is number six, right? Is this a beautiful mind? Dang it, how'd you get that so fast? <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured it'd probably be on there somewhere, and I and it just that's what stuck to my stuck in my head. I was like, that's what I remembered, huh? No, so that's Dang, it. All great. right. You're way better at these than I thought. <laughs> that was that was like I wouldn't say I was for sure, but I was pretty confident on that one. Well, yeah. Beautiful mind, James Horner, two thousand one. Yeah, and I know it's one of your favorites. Is your favorite incredible movie. Did you say? Didn't you say you had a movie recently that might you have overtaken Beautiful Mind? Well, at the time, I thought Endgame did, honestly. Oh, okay. And it's still definitely in the running. Yeah, it's tight. I'm, it's tied at the top. If you haven't seen a Beautiful Mind, do it, but do it with the knowledge that though it is Wes's favorite, it's not a movie that's going to make you feel good. <laughs> it makes me feel good. Oh, I don't know how. Like. I it has Wes, a happy ending. Wes made, I mean, I had already seen this with you once, I think, but then you made me and like Trevor and some other guys watch it, right? And then they were like, man, this is a tough movie to watch. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little slow. And there's some Wes, Wes is over there smiling the entire you just, time. <laughs> you just, you know, it makes it a little, little uncomfortable sometimes, but it's a really good movie. Russell Crowe's great. Paul Bettany, it, it, Vision it will himself. Be, it'll be very different the second time you watch it. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we're getting into the the top part. Top uh, five, no. Top six. I'm still on my oh, six. You You're gonna be on the top five, and I think you might be able to get some of my top five. God, I hope so. I'm struggling. You know, these are the best of the best, right? So, all right, here's my number six, and now I have a three-one lead on you. So you got to get this right. I think you can do it. Perry, you're not sharing your sound. Oh, rip. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good call. I was looking at you, and you're just like also, also Perry. Both the Warriors and the Indians blew three one leads. So <laughs> true. I believe the Warriors also came back from a three one lead at some point against the uh, Thunder. So anyway, are right, you ready? Yes, sir. so hard I know it and I'm gonna be furious if I get it wrong okay first yes out of the blue dinosaur you said what dinosaur so my, yeah so no and Give I think my my hint is gonna be playing an, a different clip is that okay maybe or do you want do you want some other you want something else because I think I got another clip maybe they'll maybe have do a better job of giving you a okay let's try it let's try it for now we'll let you know if it helps or not No. What? How do you not have it now? First off, I'm pretty sure that choir is from an actual symphony piece first, not a movie. No, that's from the that's from a from the movie. I promise. I'm saying I'm pretty sure an actual symphony used it first. Uh-uh. They made it for the movie. It's part. What? Oh, do you, the, okay. Here's, a real your, hint. here's a real hint. Animation. The, no, I knew that. Did I could take that. How did you know that? Because um, Harry, it's you. All right. Here's uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, crap. What is he in? What isn't he in? (laughs) (laughs) That's a hint for that I think maybe our listeners won't really get much out of, but you and I, like, I always mention Jeff Goldblum when we watch this movie. I could give you more. I could give you Val Kilmer. I want you to get this one right. I mean, I do too. <laughs> I could give you Ralph Fiennes. I'm not even looking at the cast list. I'm just telling you who I know is in there. I could give you Sandra Bullock if you'd like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm tracking. I'm is tracking. It coming I'm tracking. together. It's it's the all star cast. It's the all star cast of. Is it is it Joseph King of Dreams? No. No. No, it's the other one. Road Del Dorado. No. It's the Prince of Egypt. (laughs) Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Oh, that's too bad. Wes, I tried so hard. (laughs) Tried so hard to give it to you. 
Yeah. Wait, no, no, did no. Joseph King of Dreams have an all-star cast too? It had Sorry, solid cast. That. I think it had Mark okay. Hamill and a couple others, but okay. Well, I was thinking Bible Story. That's the only one I could think of. Oh man, Wes. I was also you know, like, I could have just given you the hint that I tell you every time is like the best voice cast in an animated movie ever, and I think that's this movie. And I feel like I always tell you that. So I mean, I would agree. But you just always I just thought forget it was get things, I guess. Listen, I just thought <laughs> listen, Perry, my mind went Bible story and the only thing I think of was Joseph King of Dreams. Oh man. All right. So what I played was from the first clip I played was from uh when Joseph or or not Joseph, when See, Moses you, you, think it is yeah, you threw me off, bud. Uh <laughs> is when Moses is talking to the burning bush. That clip. Uh, when he goes in and he talks to the burning bush and he and the burning bush uh, speaks like God speaks through the bush uh, through also Val, Val Kilmer's voice. <laughs> he, he plays both Moses I mean, and the bush God. Sounds about right. And he basically says like, you know, go back to Egypt and do my wonders. And that's the, the, the score playing in the background is what I played first. The second clip I played, I think, was from when they are leaving uh, and they ha- have passed through the the red sea i think i think well, yeah I, I apologize for getting that wrong you know maybe i'll think about it for giving you but i was close you were but i gave you like seven hints right like i gave you four five voice five voice listen, actors i don't know listen like i said i had the right idea <laughs> you put the right name down yeah, I, right, I mean, right. I didn't feel like Hans Zimmer would help you much at all because um, that's no. like every good score, but he did that sure. score as well. All right, Mr. Wilson, are you ready to start the top five? I am. Top five best underappreciated, underrated movie score. You've gotten three out of five so far. Either you're really good or my hints are really good. I'm a beast, dude. Yeah, we'll go with that for now. All right, are you ready? Yep. portals wow even hear the song <laughs> portals from endgame it's Katie, dude <laughs> all right i gotta give a shout out to to our friends over at happiest podcast on earth because uh because i believe there's they've been doing a little gag uh some of their last few episodes of uh i believe it's uh andrew who's been trying to finish the episodes uh, a couple times with like the song portals playing and then he just yells out avengers come on that's not even fair oh uh, so man <laughs> hey that's that's how i he only did that i think maybe two two times in episodes but that Whatever. is how i recognize that song so i am you. irate that is not fair i am over there <laughs> but uh actually at first i'm gonna be honest with you at first i thought it was national treasure oh and now that i thought it was national treasure i'm mad at myself for not putting that on my list because the National Treasure soundtrack is great. Maybe I'll play a little clip later. But because uh, I actually have some of the National Treasure soundtrack on my like Disney playlist. I think I knew that, yeah. 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 Well, Man, I'm I, over here feeling very defeated. 
Whoever food defeated. Yeah. So that, well, I am now thinking of like multiple other sound, multiple other scores that are not on my list that I feel like should be. All right. Well, I'm got, I've got four now. How do you feel about I that? I mean, I feel like you have like three and a half. Well, I think honestly with like Green Mile is another one where it's like that one was, I got Shocking lucky that, that, one. that I could put it together with the hint because I haven't seen the movie. Gosh. All right. I think the hint, the hint wasn't even that good. I think you'll get this one. Yo, you thought that last time. <laughs> I know. I don't know how you didn't get the last one, but please get this one. I have, I have reason to believe that you will get this one. Are you ready? Yes. All right. It's four to, t- four to one. I give you a full minute just because I love that so much. Wow. You don't have it? I mean, I know it. Oh, you do? But, okay. I, don't, but I don't know the answer. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> give me a hint. Give me the hint. Give me the hint. All right. Burger King. What? Burger King. How was that a hint? That's a hint. Burger King? We've talked about this. Burger King toys. Ah. <sighs> What do you mean, Burger King toys? I thought we talked about this. The best, Burger, not? the best Burger King toys of all time were the Star Wars ones. So that's the oh. only thing that I can think of. Oh, I thought we talked about. Well, I know Corey and I talked about this. So if you were to listen to that episode, I was <laughs> all right. Let me think of a different hint then. For some reason, I thought we talked about that. This is tough to give you a hint that you that won't give it to you. But actually, my hint is lemurs, dinosaur. Yes. Yes. It's it, it is me. It is me. It was me in the Burger King toys because the hand, the hand things. Yes. How did you not get that? Because <laughs> I don't remember getting that from a Happy Meal. I just remember getting it. Oh, yeah. The hand puppets. That's what I was thinking with the dinosaur hand puppets. I was also trying to, I was also thinking maybe do I just say what you get? Like the hint is Prince of Egypt because you just guessed dinosaur for that. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I feel pretty good about guessing dinosaur earlier than that. I feel like I know you enough. Yeah, dinosaur, I put number five. That doesn't mean that I like dinosaur more than I like Treasure Planet. Let's be real. Go check my, my rankings. Correct. But it is more underappreciated and underrated than Treasure Planet. I think there's a good amount of people that are on the Treasure Planet train now and understand how great that score is. Yeah, but some people just call dinosaur bad. Yeah, but James Newton Howard has also done another great score for Disney two years before, and it was for Dinosaur. Very good, very and good. That and was, that was the Egg Travels from the beginning. Uh, when the egg is like going around, when Aldar's egg is going around in the water and it's dodging all these things and it ends up with the monkeys. Also, random random fact, when I watched Land Before Time a couple weeks ago or last week, whenever it was, I noticed that a similar egg 
traveling at the beginning and i realized how just how similar those two are actually are who, who made land before time don bluth and with steven spielberg and oh, uh wow. other some other big names wow okay okay i see you yep 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 right, yep, yep well after playing 20 questions the don't call to come back <laughs> all right it's now two to four correct yes two to four and we're on In- to your number four in dubity. I've got a couple tough ones left though, Wes, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't think my I think I only have like two tough ones left. Okay, I've we've I've got four, you've got four. I think you'll get two of my last four. Oh. oh. So you'll have to do better than that if you want to beat me. Oh, I gotta stop sharing my sound. Oh, you have to be quicker than that. <laughs> All right. Perry, I'm pretty confident you'll get this one. Okay. <laughs> So that feels like a dancing scene. All right, my first guess is Ratatouille. That would be correct. Okay. All right, because I was I started second guessing myself. I was like, this it feels like people are two people are dancing together, and nobody's nobody dances in Ratatouille. But yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. It was special order. So gotcha. When he's on top of his head, and it's just like a is it like a a montage of of them Pretty figuring sure. out how to cook? Pretty sure. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yes. All right. Wow. Five of them, uh, that doesn't put yeah. it away, but... You're getting, but the thing is, like, you're getting them fast now. I'm not even using hints. <laughs> oh, it was Michael Giacchino, by the way. Let's Michael Giacchino? Yeah, absolute beast. Legend. He did some other stuff, too, didn't he? What else did he do? He did Up. Uh, oh. He's famous for that one. Michael Giacchino. He's done a lot, man. I think uh, I think I looked up how to pronounce his last name, and he says it Giacchino, I think. like I think that's how he says it. Michael Giacchino. Oh. Well, I'm gonna call um, him I think I think he might also do the Incredibles. Oh, really? Yeah, he definitely does. Definitely does the Incredibles, the Star Trek. Um, he did Star Wars Rogue One. Wow. He did Inside Out, which has a great soundtrack. Man, a lot of soundtracks that I didn't. Those include. are all very different. Coco, John Carter, which is terrible. Uh, the fourth Mission Impossible movie, Cars oh, Two, which we won't talk these... about. Nope. Sky High. Very, oh, <laughs> I love Sky High. <laughs> nice. Well, wow, all of those are very different. Yeah. That's impressive. Good for him. Good for him. I think this this soundtrack though, that soundtrack for Ratatouille was right up his alley. I mean, it's a fun it's a fun soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's underrated because you know what? When people talk about Ratatouille, they just talk about Le Festine. Le Festine by they Camille. They don't talk about anything else. You're right. You're right. That is a good score. By you know, we haven't been Michael justifying Chiquito. our underrated very much, but still. I guess. I mean, I put Avengers on here, which is like not That's true. the movie, least but. sleeped on movie of all time, according to the box office. But ain't no one listened to the soundtrack, though. It's true. Yeah. I mean, we're talking specifically the scores. And this next movie is not only the scores, the scores not only slept on, but the movie itself. I believe it has 25% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, gosh. But I think it's good. And this is rare for me to disagree with the critic score. I tend to agree with the critic score more. But here we go. 
Perry not sharing. Dang it. Got me again. Got him. Thought it'd be hard for you to guess if you couldn't hear it. Huh? Uh-huh. Maybe that's what All you've been right. doing the whole time. <laughs> That, it, that's pretty much how the whole that whole piece of the score goes. Okay, it sounds like Asian and intense, which would make me think mm. like Kung Fu Panda. Mm. But I don't think Kung Fu Panda would have done that poorly. Mm. Which made me want to, which made me want to say Kung Fu Panda too. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you say it was on Medic? Was it Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes? I think it's twenty five percent Rotten Tomatoes. I'm gonna look it up right now. That's so low. Do you have a guess before I give you the hint? I mean, I'll just say Kung Fu Panda. Uh, to confirm, 30% Rotten Tomatoes, but I do think the critic score is better, and it's not Kung Fu Panda. Or I, I do think the um, audience score is better than the critic score. Um, the audience score is 69%. Nice. So. so it is not Kung Fu Panda. My hint is the sword in the stone. Is that like a nursery rhyme? <laughs> No, like the sword in the stone. It's a movie. It's a Disney movie. That's not obviously what this movie is, but that's my hint. There's a movie called The Sword in the Stone? Yeah, you didn't know that? I feel like it was like a child story I heard one time. I can't believe you didn't know that. Hold on. I'm going to share my my screen of a, of a picture of The Sword in the Stone, and you will recognize it, I think, when I do that. I mean, I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it. No, I've not seen that. <laughs> King I'm letting, Arthur. I'm letting you you check that. Arthur? Is it is it Shrek the Third? Is that your final answer? Yeah, but you're shaking your head, so it's obviously <laughs> no, wrong. No, it's not Shrek the Third. It's I didn't know if you've seen this, but I have it on DVD and I've definitely told you about it before. It's King Arthur Legend of the Sword. No. Okay. You haven't seen it. I'm not surprised. And that this was one of the ones where I, that I didn't think you'd get coming down the stretch. So you're my two, guess was not bad. You're two on the board are are still there you are on the right track with arthur though uh with the sword and the stone hint but but yeah so this is a track by daniel pemberton uh the movie's by guy ritchie it's got a very guy ritchie-esque feel to it it's a very fast-paced intense kind of awkward at times movie and i think it's really good it feels a lot like the sherlock holmes movies Okay. Um, and the soundtrack kind of feels a lot like that. Those, those as well. And the Sherlock Holmes soundtracks are great. I don't know why I didn't include those Robert Downey Jr. ones. I don't know why I didn't include those on my list, but uh, those are great as well. But yeah, this the soundtrack. Uh, this was called the the King Arthur theme. Um, there's a lot of other good stuff as well. It's just a really dark, really intense um, telling of the story. Charlie Hunnam, one of my favorite actors in Hollywood right now uh is the star this is that probably led to me liking the movie uh a little more jude law is the bad guy really solid i'd say give it a shot even though it's 30 percent rotten tomatoes this is this is a time where i definitely disagree with the critics this one's more like a seven out of ten for me 
Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Never heard of it, but maybe I'll check it out later. All right. And it's got that, that beast of a soundtrack by Daniel Pemberton. What else has Daniel Pemberton done? He's done The Man from Uncle. He's done Steve Jobs, Ocean's 8, The Counselor. He, this says he's the composer for Into the Spider-Verse, though hmm. I know that most of that movie is like actual songs. Uh, right. So I don't know how much he composed for that. Um, Molly's Game, he did Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn. I think that's about it. So. Alrighty. All right, let's hear your number three, Wes. Number three. All right, well, Perry, I at least don't think you're going to get this one on the first try. Okay. Maybe. Who knows at this point? That clinging of what sounds like iron. Man, I don't know. My first thought... All right. So, I'm just going to go with my first thought before the hint, which was Wonder Woman. It's not Wonder Woman. Okay. I was thinking it might be like that battle scene with what's-his-name. But it sounded huh. like action-y, superhero-y. So. Hmm. Is it a good enough hint to just tell you the movie was bad? No. <laughs> There's a lot of bad <laughs> movies. Um, and also, that would lead me to guess Hail Caesar, and there's no way you would ever want to give any love to Hail Caesar, so that couldn't be on your list. I would list. not. I would not. Um, dang, I don't, I don't know. If, uh, let's see. What if I told you, what if your hint is you're on the right track? Track? Like, no, like, like with your guess, you're on the right track. With the track my, has, with my track has nothing. Track has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Just, okay. You're, you were you had the right idea. That doesn't seem to help me very much. I mean, uh, that doesn't seem to hint to me very much, considering I gave you how many actors for Prince of Egypt. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh, I have a couple in my mind. I'm gonna go with Justice League. You're right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was debating between that and the um, the Batman versus Superman Don of Justice. That's so disgusting. That was also dis- in, my, in my mind. I'm just disgusted by you. <laughs> what do I have now? Six of them? Yeah. Is that right? Six out of eight? The only seven? ones you didn't get were Hunger Games and The Good Dinosaur. You've gotten every single and one. I should since. have got Good, good Dinosaur. Ugh. Man, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just about puts it away, right? I'm, it's six to two, and there's only three I'm, left. So yeah, I'm certain away. it does put it away. All right, we we'll do just, it. We just we just cut it right here. <laughs> but I have three good ones that still need to be heard. Okay, so whatever. we'll see what happens here. Whatever. I would say we. Oh, that was by Danny Elfman, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, Danny Elfman. I don't even so that that scene is when they're waking up that bad dude, right? Or no? It, um, the song was the tunnel fight. Uh huh. Yeah. So after, I don't really, I don't remember who fights in the tunnel. 
but I'm, I'm pretty sure like after the tunnel fight they take a, like literally like 20 minutes of movie time is cut cut out like right after that because if you remember with with the justice league it was supposed to be like two hours and 40 minutes and in the warner bros was like hey this has to be under two hours because you know uh batman vs superman failed so badly and they're like this has to be under two hours so they had to take so much out and it was and i think right after that was where they took a big chunk i think justice league has been the biggest disappointment of my cinematic viewing ever really because because i grew up with the cartoon and the cartoon was great Uh uh-huh and i was like this is so great. Like this childhood cartoon is going to come to life. Uh-huh. And it was just boring. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that is a bummer. I didn't expect a lot of it. I think I went and saw it opening night though with good old Jeruby swear engine. Yeah, it was sad. All right. Well, here's my next one. That's my number three. I think you can get it, but I also think it may take a hint. Yeah. Well, you thought I could get a lot of these. That was one clip. I'm going to share another clip because I think they're very different. What do you got? I recognize the second one. I thought you would. That's the theme. Gee whiz. Um, it sounds... Oh, man. I don't know. It sounds fantasy-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, since I've already won, I'm going to make sure you get this. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but I want to give you as little as possible before you do. So, do you have any guesses? Um, Not gonna lie, my first instinct when you played the first one was Treasure Planet. I'm like, not Treasure Planet, not Treasure Planet. Um, National Treasure. But then you're like, wait, I didn't put that in there. Like, oh, yeah, crap. I wish I did. I, I, man. I don't know. I don't. Uh, nothing. Nothing. All right, my first hint, Wes. Uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it's not a good dinosaur, but my hint is the Lion King. So what? It's another movie with the same plot. Uh, what do you mean? The Lion King. The Lion King, one and a half. Simba's pride. The king that is a lion. Narnia. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Narnia. The- is it Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe or something yes, else? Yes, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe from 2005. Harry Gregson Williams composed okay. it. Uh, the first clip was from they, uh, they just go uh, outside of the, the wardrobe into the uh, into Narnia, into that snowy forest with the lamppost. Mm-hmm. You know? And they meet Mr. Tumnus. 
My next clue is going to be Tilda Swinton. I figured you that would have probably clued so, you. So actually, I've only seen The Chronicles of Narnia once. Wow. So and, the it first, was in, and it was in like fourth grade. The first Chronicles of Narnia movie is is a really, really good movie. Like really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, the second one is watchable and the third one is really not good at all. I think the third one is pretty yeah. bad. I am not um, actually well versed in my Narnia. Okay. Fair enough, but I did want to give it some love there because it's got a really nice score, a really nice fantasy score. So. Yeah, we, we love C.S. Lewis. Absolutely. Whatever happened to all those actors, though? I was like, they're all good. Well, I mean, like, I feel like British actors don't stick around that much. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, like not, few. maybe not in our cinema. Like, like, all the good British actors that stick around are the ones that lose their accent while they're acting. That's true. All right. Well, Perry, we're down to our top two. We are down to our top two. And... I can't just about guarantee you're going to get my number two correct. All right. Just saying. And I can just, just, I can just about guarantee you'll get my number one. And if you don't, I'll be disappointed in you. Yeah, well, prepare to be disappointed. Because <laughs> we've lo- if we've learned anything today, it's that Wes is not actually very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Here we go, here we go. I think this is interstellar no it's not oh. it's not it sounds just like it once again you're on the right track i think all right oh. i feel like this is a really big hint <laughs> well, i've already won so so i mean the movie's fine <laughs> that's from blade around 2049 yep. <laughs> okay all right all right that's a good hint <laughs> took me at first i was like how would that be a hint at all unless it had to do with what we were just do- reviewing okay <laughs> blade Runner 2049. Yep. so it's it is hans zimmer and benjamin wallfish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is a name that was both hard for me to read the first time the movie like i said in our review the other day it was fine like I wasn't enthralled, but I wasn't bored. Yeah. But the soundtrack is great. Yeah. It's yeah. very it's very dark. It's kind of trippy. I would not listen to it at night by myself. It's very Hans Zimmer, too. It was like an immediate, this is Hans Zimmer. Yeah. It's deep. It, yeah. For sure. Great, great soundtrack. Decent movie. I gave it a cool bean, so... Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Walfish, look out for that name, because I believe he's been uh, kind of a protege... To Hans Zimmer in the past isn't years. Someone, isn't someone else important one? Well, isn't the the guy that did How to Train Your Dragon? Isn't he like a John Zimmer Powell? Disciple? Maybe yeah. I know that Klaus Baldelt, uh, who did the first Pirates movie, was okay. Um, because yeah, Hans Zimmer was busy. How does one become a protege of Hans Zimmer? I don't know. Like, can I become a protege of like Stephen A. Smith? Like, is that like an I was gonna? I thought you were gonna go with like your boy Kyle Larson or something. No, I had to have like money for that. <laughs> like to be, to like study under Stephen A. Smith, I just have to be loud. And I got that under control. That's true. You got it. I was going to, or what about Danny DeVito? You're pretty much already there. I feel like I'm 
Uh, my goal is to be greater than Danny DeVito someday, Perry. Okay. All right. Well, maybe maybe more like like a George Costanza. I don't know. <laughs> so this one, I don't think you'll get Wes. So I'm already thinking of trying to uh, uh, trying to come up with trying a hint. to think of hints. Yeah, but it is a phenomenal score. Don't know if you've seen this movie. The movie is solid. Okay. Uh, nothing incredibly special, but a very solid movie. And it's long, very long. All right. phenomenal i don't have a clue but i've heard that that's so i feel like so i might have good i might have seen this before mm, this is some of the best work of Hans zimmer that nobody talks about so this is like this is like quintessential underappreciated movie scores because han it's Hans zimmer and it's a movie that's underappreciated and it's a soundtrack that nobody talks about because he's done so many great soundtracks and and this is not one that comes to mind when you think of him uh I'll give you a hint, and my hint is war. You don't know if I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, it's not the Patriot, is it? It's not the Patriot. What about? Um, sorry, I think of war, and I can only think of. Um, I'll give you an actor, Ben Affleck. Oh, have I seen a war movie with Ben Affleck in it? I don't know. I don't keep track of all which of war. Movies. Which war? <laughs> all right. Uh, next hint: Japan. Okay, so World War Two. I don't know. I don't. I thought I'd seen this, and now I'm not no, so maybe sure. You haven't. Last hint: Hawaii. Oh, it's not Pearl Harbor, is it? It is Pearl Harbor. I have not seen Pearl Harbor. Okay, no. I figured I you probably it. had. I, think I, I also own it. it. Nice. Oh, maybe. Wait, maybe I'm just flashing back to when we lived together. <laughs> oh, that, you could have just been thinking that, yeah, because you saw it on her <laughs> on herself. Yeah, so... I didn't know Hans Zimmer did that. He did the score. It's a 24% Rotten Tomatoes movie. No way! 24%. I thought you you liked it. I think it's decent. It's so long is the problem. Yeah, it's It's like... 183 minutes. So three hours. Three hours. I believe that it was directed by Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay. You know, Michael Bay is... uh, His movies... You either like them or you don't. Ben Affleck is the lead. Uh, Kate Beckinsale is the lead lady. She's great in it. Josh Hartnett is great. I'm going to guess a lot of you haven't seen this. It's a, it's a romance war kind of flick. Okay, I'll read the storyline. It all starts when childhood friends Rafe and Danny become Army Air Corps pilots and meet Evelyn, a Navy nurse. Rafe falls head over heels, and he and Evelyn and, and, he and, Evelyn and Rafe hook up. That doesn't make sense. Okay, uh... Rafe volunteers to go fight in Britain and Evelyn and Danny get transferred to to Pearl Harbor while Rafe is off fighting. Suddenly one of one morning comes the air raid. We know it's Pearl Harbor. So essentially, all right, that did nothing for us, but 
essentially, I believe it's Danny is played by Josh Hartnett and he and Ben Affleck's characters are like best friends. And then mm-hmm. Danny and Kate Beckinsale's character, Evelyn. So Danny and Evelyn are like a thing early. They, I don't know if they get married, but I think they get pregnant. And, um, oh. but then Danny goes off to fight somewhere and he like basically tells his best friend to watch his girl for him while he's gone. It's assumed he may not live. He may not be back. And then, Ben Affleck, uh, he kind of a little bit Mr. Steel Girl, but like it's kind of circumstances. It's the war. He and he and Evelyn then hit it off, and um, then I don't want to spoil the whole, whole movie for you guys, but there's some things that bring Rafe and Danny back together. There's a lot of conflict over Evelyn and over you mm-hmm. know how could you betray me, you know, and um, and then at the end it just gets all complicated when, when Pearl Harbor happens and when they have to go fight the Japs and very touching movie. I think, uh, if you can sit through the whole thing, um, and the score is the best part for sure. The score is the best part because there's just a lot of, a lot of things that don't have to be in this movie that are in it. But when was it? Was is the early 2000s? 2001. Yeah. And it, it was, it was nominated for, for best original song, for best sound, for best visual effects. It won best sound editing, 24% critic score, 66% audience. So, but the score score is so, so good. That was Tennessee, what I just played, is the the name of that piece of the score. Well, Perry, we've made it to the the last ones. We've made it to the last one. I mean, technically, you've gotten the last two, which puts you at four... But like not really. And puts me at seven. Seven, but you know. Alright. We should probably do a recap. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do I'll do ten through two and then you do ten through two, okay? Okay. Alright, number ten. Ya boy put the Hunger Games, the OG. Then at nine the good dinosaur, eight arrival, seven the green mile, six a beautiful mind, no shocker there. Five endgame, four ratatouille, three Justice League, and two Blade Runner twenty forty nine. All right, my number 10 was Arrival. Uh, number nine, Treasure Planet. Number eight, Hans Zimmer's first appearance was Dunkirk. Number seven, ironically, is Magnificent Seven. Didn't do that on purpose. The Prince of Egypt is number six, which I don't know how Wes didn't get still. Uh, <laughs> number five is Dinosaur. Like, Wes, just literally, we've watched The Prince <laughs> of Egypt probably five times together. Honestly. Leave me alone, Barry. All right, Dinosaur was, was number five. And number four, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. That was tough. I kind of knew he wouldn't get that one. Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was my number three. And then my number two, uh, which he has he has heard of, but he has not seen, Pearl Harbor, Hans Zimmer's uh, great, great score from that movie. You ready for my last one? I am ready. All right, Perry. I don't think you'll get it unless my hint gives it to you. All right, here we go.
Sounds old. Um, How old? I guess in like 90s? Nope. No? You're more recent than that? Yep. Hmm. Man, that just took a turn at the end there. I was like, when it started doing the drums, I was like, what am I listening to? Yeah, I'm going to need a hint. All right. Um, New York City. Is it a movie you think I've seen? You've definitely seen it. You want to know the random first thing that comes to my mind when you say New York City? What? Elf. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not Elf. That's not it. Uh, is it New York City? Is it King Kong? Nope. Oh, that's, that's my best guess, I think. I don't know, man. Stumped me. It was it was Spider Man Two. Okay, you yeah, know what? Uh, I have seen this, but only once. You know, that's the best one of the three. Yeah, uh, I don't like those movies. <laughs> Why? Because they're better than uh, Andrew Garfield's? No, no, because they're not good. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, you wow. Can, feel free to give it some love if you want. So that was also. Um, Danny Elfman, who did the Justice League that I just brought up. Mm. Um, and I'm calling it underrated because, one, it was a while ago. We kind of forget those movies exist. And obviously, even though Toby is the second best Spider-Man, he is no Tom Holland. And it's just solid. It's really good. Not going to lie. Good soundtrack. So I had seen the first one. I actually grew up on the first Spider-Man as like my, like like a lot of people, that was my first exposure to a superhero movie. And yep. I loved it. I thought it was also probably my first like PG-13 movie that I ever watched as a kid. I loved it. And, but the thing was, uh, I didn't l- love it enough. And I also wasn't old enough for like my dad to be just immediately taking me to see the second one when it came out in theaters. And then I just kind of oh. forgot about it. And then by that, by the time I was old enough where I started really watching movies, you know, I was like getting close to Marvel starting. And once Marvel came into the picture, it just blew all those movies out of the water. Yeah. Um, I think, this is a little bit of a passion pick because I was obsessed with Spider-Man before the first one came out mm, okay. in like 2001 or two. Okay. Like that was like my superhero, my favorite superhero. I had, I had Perry. You would not believe the amount of Spider-Man coloring books that I had. <laughs> it was so many more than four. Oh, at least, <laughs> at least more than four. That's crazy. And so whenever the first one came out, I was obsessed. And then when the second one came out, I, my parents were the ones taking me to see it as fast as possible. Okay. I actually only saw it for the first time maybe two years ago. And I've had it on DVD for a little while, maybe three years, but I didn't didn't finally watch it. People will say that is one of their favorite superhero movies or their favorite Spider-Man movie. Like, people love Spider-Man 2. But, uh, and then people hate Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man so. 3 is not great. So Spider-Man, well, like, Spider-Man 2, there's, like, there's some emotion, there's some, like, darkness, but, like, it's, like, it's triumphant in the end. Spider-Man 3 is just kind of, like, dark the whole time. Yeah. And though Toby is great, they should not have made Toby be angsty for two hours. All right, Wes. So this last one, I'm hoping I don't need to give you a hint. Well. So we'll see. I'm going to play two clips. We've seen our track record. I'm going to play you a clip from the beginning and a clip from the end. The clip from the beginning will hopefully tell you a little bit about who the composer is. And the clip from the end will probably give it away, hopefully. All right. You ready? Thank you. 
sounds uh, familiar, doesn't it? Sounds like pirates. Exactly like pirates, doesn't it? All right, now the next... think you have it if you don't you're crushing my soul um i think i have it but i'm afraid of being wrong for crushing your soul so i'm assuming it's han zimmer Mm -hmm. so i thought it was gonna be avatar Mm, no Um, not a terrible guess no definitely not plus i think this may be the first movie that we watched together in when we were rooming for the first time uh, our sophomore is. year in college just might I, feel like, I don't know I know we watched it early I feel like the first movie we watched in our new room together was Goofy Movie <laughs> that's also possible I just remember <laughs> this being like maybe the top spot on our movie list oh crap that's not a good enough hint for me okay um, long ago. okay I know how to give you a hint I know what I want the hint to be I don't know how to give it to you but uh, all right, this is I want. I'm gonna give you a really tricky hint because I want to see if you can trace this back. Here's my hint: dancing on the stairs in the rain. This sounds like something Kevin Bacon would do in first. <laughs> it was a famous. It was a famous thing. People were redoing it on the same stairs in oh. New York, I think. Oh, what? We watched this movie last year. Not not the one where the song is from, but the one where this this tip is from. Wait, your tip and your song are from separate things? Yeah, but if you figure out what movie that I'm referring to, then you should be able to figure out what movie this song is from. from mm. Think. Gotta get your brain stimulated. You don't have schoolwork. Well, I guess you do, sort of. But I do have schoolwork. Thank <laughs> you very much. Oh, man. I just, just want to give you a little brain teaser, Wes. Come on. Who dances in the rain? I'm a little mashed up. The Grinch? Oh, wait. Oh, wrong movie. Rip. Dang it. I thought that was the Joker saying that. All right. Well, now you know. I'm, oh. referring, I'm referring to the Joker. Oh, is it, is, it, is it just Gladiator? It's Gladiator. Oh. See, I knew if I could get you to think of the Joker, you would immediately I think was, Walking okay, so, Phoenix. So when you, you said, when you said stairs in New York City, I did think the Joker. But I was like... But I was too hung up on... I was like, well, it's, we didn't watch The Joker in 306. <laughs> Gladiator, man. One of my favorite movies of all time. Top five favorite movies of all time. Did you know that I bought that on DVD for like $2? Nice. So did I. <laughs> I need to get it on Blu-ray for being one of my favorite movies and I don't have it on Blu-ray. I've also heard rumors that they might make a, a sequel. But, I mean, they're not making anything right now, so we'll see. Um <laughs> True. <laughs> but Russell Crowe, his best performance, in my opinion, I know you probably say Beautiful Mind. Um, really? He's insanely good. I also thought about hinting you with, are you not entertained? That would have been too easy. That would have been too easy. I know. 
I know. So that first scene, the first clip I gave him is from like the intro battle scene. First is like opens the movie and and immediately this movie's from 2000. Pirates of the Caribbean doesn't come out until 2003. Immediately you're like, oh my gosh, this sounds just like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, and I and and Klaus Beldau worked very closely with Hans Zimmer and modeled his some of his score after what Hans Zimmer was working on at the time, which was Gladiator and also a couple other things. And then the second clip I played him was from either Elysium or Honor Him or one of the one of the later ones that uses uh, Lisa Gerard. There's like back to back to back Elysium, Honor Him, and Now We Are Free. Uh, eight minutes in a row, three different tracks um, where she is doing some kind of opera in the background, and he it it kind of goes from him uh, beating Commodus and then. Uh, drifting off into Elysium and then uh, brushing his hands on the, the stalks of grain in the fields, going to see his family again. And then the princess, I believe, or sister of the, of Commodus says, this is the emperor of Rome. Honor him. Oh. And then that's when the honor him starts. And then after that, it's now we are free because the people of Rome are now free. They, the uh, Rome is being returned into a Republic now that Commodus is defeated such a good movie and i don't know how underrated this is because i think like i think it won best picture or at least was nominated for best picture i won best picture it won, won best sure. picture and the soundtrack probably won best score but when people if i was to talk to 100 people and say give me your top three movie soundtracks it would be star wars yeah you <laughs> may pirates. you would be hard pressed to get one or two people to say gladiator and that's wrong I know you got to pick the ones you're familiar with. And also because those movies, those soundtracks have like 10 movies or 20 movies or whatever Mm -hmm. with the same kind of basic setup you're used to. Gladiator is a single solo movie. I think that's why it doesn't, it hasn't, uh, hasn't had the longevity, but mm, 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 this was a no brainer for me. This was a no brainer. Dope. All right. Wes, I I defeated you. You have been vanquished. Yep. I got some pity (laughs) points, but wasn't enough. (laughs) I will. I will buy you Chick Fil A. All right, that's what I like to hear. Whenever Chick-fil-A. Corona's over. <laughs> Whenever Rona's over. Yarona, Yarona, please leave us, Yarona. <laughs> Man, that was actually really fun. I know. Who would have thought? thought? Who would have thought that would have been a really good episode? I gotta. I guess we gotta thank our, our the people fans, for our, telling our us what they want. Viewers, audience for telling us that that's what they wanted because that was a lot of fun. My honorable mentions: I had prisoners. The Social Network has a really good score. Really? Yeah, really, really good score. But also, that one seemed to pop up in tons of people's rankings for, like, best scores. So I was like, eh, that might not be, like, that underappreciated. And also, did, I didn't though. think of it myself. So I was like, eh. The Core has a, is a terrible movie with a good soundtrack, good score. Christopher <laughs> Young. I Am Legend. James Newton Howard has a good one. I saw and that one on there. A Million Ways to Die in the West, actually, uh, which is a Seth MacFarlane Western comedy that's really stupid. But uh, but pretty good, pretty good score, pretty good score. Okay. Also, one other thing I need to I need to play for us before we sign out. I just love that that score. 
It's great. National treasure. Love it. Can't believe I didn't put that on here. It should be on here, honestly. It should Who be would you kick list. out? Who would you kick out? Well, I don't want to kick out a rival, but I would probably kick out a rival just because I know you have it, you have it on there. And because oh, okay. it's and a rival's my number 10, so it just okay. makes the most sense. I mean, who doesn't love Nick Cage? Who doesn't love Nick Cage in National Treasure specifically? <laughs> uh, I mean, the last time I heard he passed up a role was at as uh, was at uh, Texas Roadhouse. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> Wes, we're gonna have to sign this out. This was a great episode. I know. Um, I don't know what we're doing next next week's episode. I, <laughs> we'll have to figure out. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll wing it. We'll wing it. We'll do something fun uh, for you guys. We got to keep the content flowing during this uh, time where. You know, brief moments of levity, like listening to a stupid podcast about Soundtracks. underrated movie so- scores, could be a break in your day to stop thinking about what's going on in the world that makes that's just well needed for all of our sanity. So, yep. we're gonna try to keep the content flowing for the time being. Appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Banter underscore Pod on Instagram. We haven't plugged our Instagram in a long time. Probably should be doing that. Oh well. <laughs> oh well we're not pros we're not we're not we're just a couple guys having fun Wes uh, until next week stay hungry stay humble stay hydrated just stay hydrated folks drink the water <laughs> 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 <laughs>